Welcome to Lead On, a program where we talk about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I'm Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, and it's my privilege to talk with you each week about practical issues related to ministry leadership, meaning the responsibility to lead a church or a ministry organization. So I'm talking today to pastors, elders, deacons, program leaders, presidents, executive directors, people who work to try to give guidance to, direction to, uh, leadership to Christian churches and organizations. Well, it's Thanksgiving week, and that's always been a favorite week of mine. Thanksgiving has long been my favorite holiday. I enjoy so much about what makes Thanksgiving special. And for me, at least, it seems to have some of the, uh, to lack some of the distractions, like all the, you know, gift giving and crush of all the events that go along with Christmas and the stress and uh, pressure that goes along with Easter and especially Easter church services. And uh, some of the distractions go with other holidays as well. It just seems like that Thanksgiving is devoid of most of that. And it really just focuses on uh, faith and family. And I really like that. So it's one of my favorite weeks of the year, focusing on Thanksgiving. So what I'd like to do today is I'd like to talk about the power of gratitude, and particularly the power of gratitude in the life of a leader. Now, this came home to me uh, in a personal way over the past several months, as my wife has been reading and reflecting on and applying a book called Choosing Gratitude by Nancy Lee DeMoss. Choosing Gratitude. Now, my wife is one of the most consistent Christians that I've ever known. In fact, I, I jokingly say she's the finest Christian I've ever met. Well, this book has really shaken my wife spiritually, and it's forced her to grow in some areas that, as she's reported to me, she didn't even know she needed to grow, and it's challenged some uh, assumptions and some ideas that she had. And so over this past year, I've been watching her Uh, reflect on what it means to choose gratitude, and then to practice a life that really reflects thanksgiving, gratitude, appreciation to God and others for what they mean in her life. Well, as I've been watching her do this, I've naturally been thinking about the impact of all of this in my life as I try to apply it. But even beyond that, I've been asking myself the question, what is the impact of a Christian leader who practices Gratitude. Choosing gratitude for leaders. That's what I want to talk to you about today on the show. I want to help set the tone for this week so that this might be a week, truly a week of thanksgiving in your life, and perhaps a week where this idea of choosing gratitude really changes your perspective, not only as a leader, but perhaps as a Christian as well, and helps to shape your character more toward the image of Jesus Christ. Well, let's start by understanding that gratitude has two primary expressions. First of all, we, of course, express gratitude to God. Gratitude to God for what he's done in our lives to create us, to give us the gift of salvation, uh, to call us into ministry leadership, to place us in the responsibility we have, And then gratitude to God for the people in our lives, perhaps a spouse, children, even grandchildren, and then fellow staff members or fellow church leaders, uh, church members, organizational employees, uh, people that we get to impact with the gospel, giving grace and grateful gratitude to God for all of this. And then, of course, gratitude to others, being able to express ourselves. 
to people who work with us and around us and who make a contribution in our lives to be able to say thank you to them and to express gratitude to them as well. So gratitude has two primary expressions. Of course, first of all, we express gratitude to God, and then second, we express gratitude to others. Now, how does doing this impact leaders positively? What's the positive effect of gratitude in the life of a leader? Well, I'm going to give you four categories to think about today. First, expressing gratitude fosters humility. Now, I've done past shows about the importance of humility, so I won't repeat all that today, but humility is an essential quality for every believer and certainly for every leader. It's essential that we practice humility. Gratitude fosters humility. When you thank God for something, you're acknowledging that God is above you and that you are subservient to him, and that he has a relationship of being God to your servant role. That's expressing gratitude to God. It fosters humility. But what about to others? When you express gratitude to others, it also fosters humility because it reminds you that you are not the reason for all of your success that other people have made a contribution to your life, and by expressing gratitude to them, it, re- it humbles you and reminds you of how dependent you are on others. A number of years ago, I was in a conference, and the speaker said this. He said, you are a product of what God and others have done for you. And I remember thinking, well, that's not true. That, that can't be true. I've come too far. I've worked too hard. I've done too much. Now, yes, I, I'll admit that, that God has helped me along the way, but others, that I'm a product of what God and others have done for me? And then the speaker challenged us to come up with something that could not be traced back to how God or another person had helped us to get to where we were in that area of life. So I started working on it. This was years ago. I have still not been able to come up with anything in my life that wasn't a result of what God or others helped make happen. I'm on this uh, radio show with you today, but I am only here because there's a production guy sitting across the table from me who's making it happen. Even this show is a product of what God and others have done to make it successful. That's just one example. So gratitude fosters humility, humility before God, humility before other people, because we recognize that our lives are a product of what God and others have done for us. Another positive effect of gratitude in the life of a leader is that gratitude confronts entitlement. Now, entitlement is a pressing problem for leaders, even Christian leaders. Entitlement basically means we come to think that we deserve certain things. And when we don't get them, we can react with anger, frustration, with demands. These are evidences that we have slipped into an entitlement mentality, meaning we think we deserve or we think we are owed certain things. Let me give you some examples. First, entitlement means that 
we think we deserve respect. I speak often at conferences and seminars, churches and situations like that. And quite frequently, I'm, more, I'm a part of programs that have more than one speaker. And I fell into a pattern a few years ago of arriving at one of these events and seeing who else might be speaking before me and wondering how much time I would actually be allotted for my presentation. Now, when I accept a speaking engagement, people usually tell me I have somewhere between, say, you know, 25 to 45 minutes to speak, and that's fairly typical. Usually it's on the longer side of that. But uh, several times in a row, I had my time significantly shortened by other people going way over time in their speaking allotment. And quite frankly, it made me a little mad. I flew this far, spent this much money, effort, time, and now I'm being told that I only get to speak for 15 minutes or if I don't cut my time short, I'm going to spill over into the next speaker. And, or if I don't cut my time short, I'm going to spill over into all the breakout speakers who also spent lots of time and energy preparing for the time when they're going to speak in their groups. And so I made the decision early on that I would simply help honor the total time of the total program and cut some of my remarks short. First couple of times I had to do this, as I said, I was, was kind of angry about it, kind of frustrated, kind of put off. And then I realized how proud that was. And I came to understand that if I'm not given any time, that's okay too. I am not entitled to having my time respected by anyone. That's a sense of entitlement. And so I got past that, and now I have a great freedom. When I go somewhere to speak, if the time isn't allotted just exactly like I was promised or told or even the plan was originally made, it no longer makes me angry. I don't get frustrated. I just honor whatever time is available and move on. I realized that my expectation of being respected and having my time respected when I was out speaking at an event was really a symbol or a sign or a revelation, if you will, of a sense of entitlement that I had developed. And I had to move past that. I just need to be thankful that I got a few minutes to speak. Perhaps hundreds or thousands of other people weren't asked or even given that privilege. So rather than focus on what I didn't get to do and the supposed disrespect it communicated, I've decided to be thankful for whatever time allotted I'm given. Here's another sign of entitlement. We think we deserve accolades for our work. We really think we deserve praise for a job well done. And let me say, there's nothing wrong with getting praise for a job well done, but that's not what I'm referring to. Entitlement is when you think you deserve it. And when you don't get the notice that you think should have come your way, you get frustrated or upset Man, I found out early on in ministry how poisonous and bitter, embittering this could be. Back when I was just starting out in ministry, I was a staff member of a church, and I was a part-time guy, and quite honestly, I was at the end of the food chain at the bottom of the org chart. 
The church decided to put out a brochure in which it encapsulated all of its ministry opportunities, and and as a part of that, it put the staff in the brochure with their photograph that led different areas of ministry in the church. And I noticed when I saw the draft of that document that I wasn't included. And quite honestly, it really hurt me. And I remember leaving the office after seeing that draft and uh, driving away and ranting to myself in the car about how they didn't care about me and they didn't notice me and I wasn't getting the praise for the job I was doing and getting the notice that I deserved. And and I, I worked myself up into a pretty good uh, frenzy about this. And then God broke through. Why are you doing your work, Jeff, so you'll get the accolades of people? Why are you so upset because someone didn't notice you? Why do you think you deserve to be recognized at the same level of all these men who've earned degrees and spent years in ministry leadership and have come to the senior levels of pastoral guidance in this growing and sometimes uh, demanding church? Why do you think you deserve that? And I had to get all the way through that and get my attitude back reoriented, get over that entitlement. Funny thing happened about that. I came back to the church, uh, you know, and moved on and days went by and then the brochure was finally printed and I saw it and I thought, no, I, I, I'm glad we did that. And I'm, I'm past my feelings and I really grew a lot that day. And then I picked it up and there I was in the brochure and I thought, well, what happened? And I kind of mentioned it to one of the guys and he said, oh yeah, pastor caught that on the first, uh, on the final proofread and wondered why we weren't including you. And there was really no good reason. It was just an oversight. So they got that fixed. And I thought, Lord, you you orchestrated this whole thing, didn't you? So I'd see the draft and have a, 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 a an upset response and have to work through this entitlement issue. Okay, okay, Lord, I see what you did there. <laughs> so gratitude confronts entitlement. We're entitled when we think we deserve respect or accolades or we deserve compensation. Now, listen, I I like being paid for what I do, and I'm grateful for it. And I know that many people in ministry leadership work at uh, long hours for meager compensation. I get that. But do you know that most Christian leaders in the world don't get any compensation for what they do? Or if they receive compensations, it's in the form of a, a chicken or a bag of food or uh, some gas money or just some simple thing to say, we're trying to, to help you a little bit as you do this ministry. Look, if you're getting a regular paycheck for being in ministry leadership, thank God for it. You're getting some compensation. Don't think you're entitled to it, though. Remember, it's God's gracious gift to you. And then here's the last one. Entitlement means we think we deserve the the perks that come with the job. In uh, one place I worked, one of the perks was that the president got a parking place right down front. Well, now I'm the president, and I don't have a parking place right down front. In fact, I don't even have a parking place designated for me on the campus. I park where everybody else parks. Why should I get that particular perk? Well, there's not anything wrong with it. If an organization or a board or a group wants to give you that kind of perk, well, that's fine. The sense of entitlement is when you think you deserve it, and you're angry or upset when you don't get it. So entitlement is when we think we deserve respect or accolades or compensation or perks. Now, again, 
it's not wrong to get these things, and they're wonderful when we receive them, but when we think we deserve them, we've slipped over into that entitlement mentality. Choosing gratitude confronts entitlement and helps us get past it. So that rather than thinking that we deserve respect and accolades and compensation and perks, we instead spend our time focused on being grateful for, thankful to God and thankful to others for the respect they give us, the accolades we receive, the compensation that comes our way, or any of these perks that come with the position that we've been given. When you practice gratitude about these things, it will confront, it'll even dismantle this sense of entitlement you may have. Well, we're talking today about how choosing gratitude impacts leaders. It fosters humility, it confronts entitlement, and then third, it builds teamwork and loyalty. You know, people want to work with leaders who will share the success. People want to work with leaders who will share the success. You know, as a leader who wants to share the success, I often ask myself these two questions. Who made this happen? Who made this project? Who made this program? Who made this event? Who made this happen? And when I answer that question in my own mind, I know that's a person I need to express gratitude for their accomplishment. And then secondarily, I need to bring them some recognition to underscore not only to God, but to others how grateful I am for the work they've done. And then the second question I sometimes ask is, who is the key person on this project? Who's the one who really made it happen? You know, we recently celebrated the 25th anniversary of one of our regional campuses here from our seminary. And I noticed as we were preparing for that, that the current director of that campus was also celebrating his 20th anniversary. And I thought, that's remarkable. 25 years we've been doing work in this particular region, but for 20 of those 25 years, one person has been at the helm as the regional campus director. And so we had a major banquet to celebrate this 25th anniversary. And in that banquet, I singled out uh, this director and said, of, uh, while we're thankful to God for all that's happened here, in terms of human agency, one person has been the key person who's made this campus strong over the years. And I called the director's name, had him stand, be recognized. And to my great delight, to my great delight, about 200 people at this banquet stood in a spontaneous standing ovation. Listen, we share the success as leaders with people who make projects happen, who are the key person on any task or on any accomplishment. And when we do that, it builds teamwork, and it also builds loyalty because people will not only not only want to work with leaders who share the success, but people will defend leaders who elevate their role because they want to preserve that relationship. Therefore, it produces loyalty. When you point out the contribution that others make, when you magnify what others have done to make you or your organization successful, when you go out of your way to think about who made something happen and who was the key person on the project and who was the one that really made the difference in what was on the success that was achieved, when you identify that person or those people and you express gratitude to them, of course, gratitude to God for them, but then, of course, gratitude to them and then saying publicly uh, so that others hear that gratitude expressed, it builds teamwork and loyalty.
Well, there's one final way that choosing gratitude impacts leaders, and that is it produces contentment. Now, leaders are ambitious. We are ambitious change agents. We are not normally known for being patient. We want things done. We want things done now. uh, And we want a lot of things done. And we want a lot of change. We're always pushing, pushing, pushing. We're ambitious change agents. And in the context of that, quite frankly, it's easy to lose a sense of contentment. Well, how do you find the balance? How do you find the balance of being settled where you are, content with what you have, happy with the, uh, with the progress that you're making? How do you balance that over against the desire, the energy, the, uh, in, the, uh, the, the, the compelling to keep moving forward? I heard one person describe this as relaxed tension. Now, you don't often hear those words put together, so let's try it again. Relaxed tension. What he meant was we have to remain relaxed while at the same time having a sense of tension about constantly moving forward. This relaxed tension is what I think contentment looks like in a leader's life. It means that, yes, you're ambitious for the future, you're a change agent who wants things to make progress and to keep moving forward, but at the same time, you're relaxed in your present circumstances and context with a sense of relaxed tension that really reflects itself in, con- in contentment among leaders. So, we started the, po- the program today by talking about gratitude. It's Thanksgiving week. And I'm challenging you to choose gratitude to God and others as a leader because of the positive effects this will have in your life. When you choose gratitude, it will foster humility, confront entitlement, build teamwork and loyalty, and finally, produce contentment. Now, How do you express gratitude as a leader? Well, let's go back to the two primary expressions. We're going to express gratitude to God, and we're going to express gratitude to people. Of course, you express that gratitude to God primarily through prayer. What are some things you can thank God for this week that will restore your sense of gratitude to God for your life, ministry, and leadership? Thank God for your calling. Thank God for placing you in a role and responsibility of Christian leadership. Thank God for using you to get his work done. Thank God for compensating you and making it possible for you to have support for what you do. And thank God for the blessings that he pours out in your life and ministry as you do the work he's assigned. And then what about thanking people or expressing gratitude to people? Well, Certainly, verbal expressions are appreciated where you say thank you to people, but written thank you notes are also a very good way to say to someone, I appreciate what you've done. It doesn't have to be a long note, just one, two, three sentences, but a written expression is also another good way to express gratitude to people. And then, of course, public acknowledgement is also positive, where you say in a group setting, 
This person made a difference, and we want to say thank you for the contribution they made. And then finally, meaningful and appropriate gifts. Not always extravagant gifts, but meaningful and appropriate gifts can say thank you to the people who work with us. This is Thanksgiving week. Choosing gratitude is a spiritual discipline that'll change your perspective on leadership. I challenge you to do it this week as you lead on.